0: ...buying this insurance every single time, then in a way what you're insuring against is regret because you can't bear the, th- the idea that, oh, I could have bought the extra insurance but I didn't and now now look what they're stinging me for, now I've got to pay loads of money and it was someone else who crashed into me, it isn't fair. But overall, in the long term, if you keep, keep buying that insurance, that'll probably come to more than the amount you'd pay. So mm. if you, now I just decide, well, I'm just going to accept it if, you know, one time I'll hire a car abroad and it'll go wrong and I'll have to pay... Some money. Mm. And I'll be really annoyed about it, but it'll probably happen once. So rather than keep buying the insurance that you don't need, now I, I wait for that that time, if you like.
1: So buying insurance is about managing the uh, managing regret, basically, managing potential. I think regret, yeah, I think buying
0: insurance is about managing regret. And in a way, we're insuring against regret because you know you you hate to think that oh I could have done that and I didn't. And sometimes it's a really sensible thing. Obviously, you know, you want to insure your house against burning down or all your possessions mm. against being nicked because that would you know be disastrous if that happened and, and really really expensive so if you can afford it you want to buy the insurance for that mm. but sometimes you're just insuring extra things against regret when, mm. when you don't really need to.
1: How do you think technology, internet, social media has changed the way we use money?
0: New technology has definitely changed the way we use money in terms of buying things on cards and so um, it's now you know very easy with contactless payments to Buy all sorts of little items on cards, and to buy all sorts of little items on credit that we wouldn't have thought of. You know, you wouldn't, you'd never have gone to the bank and said, "Can I have a loan to buy my sandwich at lunchtime, please?" Mm. And uh, you, you wouldn't uh, sort of dream of of doing that. Whereas now we're doing that all the time and and every day. What's really interesting about the research there is that people are prepared to spend more if they're buying it on a card than they are if they're buying it in cash. So in a way, you need to, if you're going to buy something on a card, imagine yourself getting that cash from the cash machine, Mm. or, or imagine borrowing that cash from a friend if you're buying it on credit and whether mm. you really want to borrow that or not mm. and the other thing people do that the experiments show is that people are more likely to buy unhealthy food if they're paying with contactless cards mm. so it almost seems as if it doesn't seem like real money so as well as it not seeming like real spending it also doesn't seem as if it really counts in terms of trying to be healthy and trying to eat healthy things people are more likely to buy an unhealthy snack if they're paying it on a card yeah. which is
1: really weird and you this is not the first time you've written about the way the mind affects behaviour and the way we perceive things in the world, where does your interest in psychology stem from?
0: I just think it's fascinating how we don't always behave in the ways that we think we do as individuals and that all these other things are going on around us which influence the way we think and, and the way we behave and they, they change what we do. And I think what's fascinating about psychology and the experiments is that it does change in predictable ways. So lots of us will do the same thing, we'll you know, make the same mistakes in our thinking. And often it's because they're useful shortcuts that we need to take but have some kind of side effect that's not so good. So a bit like, you know, optical illusions are a a, a side effect, if you like, of the way we we see visually and the way our brain makes sense of what comes into our eyes and how we make sense of the world. And they're they're a kind of side effect rather than being the the purpose of it, but there's something that's there. And I think the same thing happens with the way we think sometimes. So we take shortcuts in our thinking, which seem like a good idea, but actually lead us to do something that's not particularly rational.
1: And moving on slightly, what's the experience of writing like for you? What does a writing day look like for you?
0: So I try and fit it in around lots of other things I'm doing, like presenting radio programmes and lecturing. So it's very, very um, busy and often um, broken up that time. So I love it when there's, I particularly love it if there's two whole days in a row when I get to write. And I'm afraid the first day involves quite a lot of um, procrastinating because I'm not good enough yet at controlling my own behaviour. So quite a lot of not quite getting around to it, but things get very tidy. And then near the end Mm. of that first day, then I'll suddenly get really into it. Um, And then that's really great if I can carry on the next. Day and then quite often annoyingly, then I have to go and do other things instead and slightly forget uh, what I was doing. So now I always write down. Now I always start when I'm ending the day. Always type what I was thinking about doing next, and even if it's just a, a few quick notes of what it, where it, what it was I was thinking about next.
1: And are you a perennial editor, or do you or do you sort of get it right the first time? I
0: try and uh, I do edit it a lot afterwards, but um, I try very much to try and get lots down before keep going back and then making it trying to make it more beautiful. Mm. So. I'd leave that till the end because I think otherwise I know that I would just you know Carry on with chapter one for ages and rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it and somehow you've got to get get all the rest done. Yeah. And also, it's it's really fun reading all the research and finding out about new things because I love finding out about new things and that's really fun. And then choosing which bits I'm going to put in is is a really nice job too. And yeah. then and then it's a question of you know rearranging it all and trying to work out how to write it and how to
1: how to make it make sense. Of course, you've recorded the audiobook version of this uh, Mine Over Money. How was that experience?
0: It was really interesting reading it and actually at that moment I had the proof copies to go through.